All right, welcome to another Lead Lamp Media podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about how we use AI for content generation, for some analytics tools, for a lot of things um, with AdWords, some different things like that. So AI is kind of controversial in the SEO world, probably in content writing world as well. Um, but you can use it smart, and we're going to go through some of the ways that we actually implement AI here to make our workflows faster. So I know Cares uses it a little bit. I use it a lot more. And uh, we're just going to kind of go down the list. Kara's here because she doesn't um, do as much of the SEO that I do and a couple, you know, a couple other people on the team do as well. So she's going to lob questions at me whenever I say something that's a little bit like, you know, too technical. And then I'll try to bring it back down and explain it uh, in layman's terms. But the better, the, the benefit of that is that I get to learn as well. Yeah. During this. So I'm going to start out with just the most basic thing, uh, writing content. And you've had some experience with that too. Yep. Uh, AI is awesome for writing content, but uh, you can also get carried away with it. So our process for writing AI generated content for SEO and for some social media posts, I think you've done it with that too, yep. is to grab the topic, obviously, just like you would write you start it basically how you'd write any other uh, content writing project, whether it's for organic SEO, you're doing an article for a blog post. Mm -hmm. um, I've even used it for some content for pages for ourselves. Um, but, you know, if you look around at the industry, uh, the one thing you don't want to do is just blindly trust your AI tool that you're using. There's a bunch, whether you're using ChatGPT or Jasper or the list goes on with AI tools now. It seems like every day there's a new one, yeah. but don't blindly trust it. Take what was written from that and then rewrite it. Uh, basically, you're taking a template and rewriting it, adding your branding, um, finding if it sometimes it'll repeat itself or add some weird uh, like it thinks for itself and it'll add some uh, odd text that might not be something you want out there for your brand. So um, you always have to do some content moderation with it. I think one thing also that I've noticed when I use it is to be very specific. Oh, yeah. I think if you let AI be too generic, it'll just go off the rails. Yeah. So I've found that the more specific you can get with AI, the better outcome that you're going to get. Um, but the same thing as you said, I would definitely always make sure to proofread because sometimes it just might not give you the content in the voice or or the the sentences that you mm -hmm. want. Yeah, you'll ask it for uh an article about, you know, what's a proper schedule for walking your dog, but it'll start if you're not very specific with it with uh that dog walking already article for an older person or mm -hmm. a different type of dog or the age of the dog, yeah. it's going to just spit out what it thinks you want and yeah. you know, it's not in your brain. So what it's spitting out is just what you're feeding into it. So, so in that, on that note, um, if you wanted to be like more specific, you should tell AI, like, give me a schedule for walking my mm -hmm. whatever kind of dog age, et cetera. And then it'll give you a lot more of a specific answer that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so that's what we're doing for, organic content and for posts, whether they're on the website 
page page content. Sometimes you can, the other nice thing that you can do is if you find that you have some stale pages. So say you have a your homepage, you're not really updating the homepage very often. You shouldn't be, it should be more of a static evergreen page, but you know, it also shouldn't be the same content for the, ten, the next 10 years. So if you realize you have some older stagnant evergreen pages, the one really cool tool that I've used uh, within our AI arsenal is um, we use Jasper for a few things, but I will take homepage copy or I'll take a service page copy, paste it into that tool and ask it to basically rewrite it. And I'll say, give me the same summary, give me the summary of this article and rewrite it in 750 words. So I know I'm adding more content to what, the, what was there. Um, but it's reading that and then spitting out a, a new version of what I had already written probably five years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and the advantage of that is your search engines, when they recrawl that website, are going to see like, oh, there's some new juicy content. They get hungry for that content. Mm -hmm. uh, they want to see and they want to see that you're serving fresh updated content for your users. So they're always hungry to crawl that new content. Now, you didn't spend a whole day rewriting that homepage. You spent 15 minutes with an AI tool and some proofreading to make sure that your, you know, your pages have fresh new content for the search engines to devour. How often would you say like it's beneficial to do that, to rewrite things? Um, I think it wouldn't be depending on the size of your site too. So if you have a thousand posts and pages all together, you're not going to want to do that once a year. But if you have, we have some smaller websites that we work with, you should probably do an inventory of your content once a year. That's what I would do or make sure you're hitting it throughout that period of a year. So um, posts, one great thing you can do with blog posts is revisit posts from your website. If it's an older website, we have a few that are a little older that we work with. And if it was written in 2013, there's probably some information in there that you could regenerate and refresh that blog posts. Uh, then when the search engines see that, they're going to see that you're providing more updated, more current information um, but the post is still there. The URL is still the same. So you're not losing the SEO value, but you're providing, you know, updates to that content. Uh, one other thing you can do, especially for like a blog post or an article, is if you wrote it in 2013, rather than rewriting the whole article, you could ask it to summarize that and like update it, yeah. but then put a snippet. You see this with a lot of news sites too. Put a snippet in where it says, uh, updated with current information as of right. uh, August 18th, 2013. So uh, yeah. there's a couple of things you can do to show the search engines that you're staying on top of providing the most relevant and current information on your website. Yeah. And definitely AI will help with that immensely. Like you said, if you're, even if you have a small site, I mean, to kind of go through everything at least once a yeah. year, AI will save you tons of time. Yeah. And there are also tools that allow you to automate recognizing when that needs done as well. So a lot of the SEO tools that were out there, uh, we use a couple different SEO tools in addition to Google Analytics. So you have Google Analytics, uh, but they're not really telling you when to update that content. There's a bunch of great tools that are out there. We don't need to go into a list of all of them today that are starting to incorporate uh, AI-driven suggestions for your website. So they're constantly crawling your website similar to how Google does. But then when they crawl it, they're saying like, Hey, this page, here's these 10 items that we suggest 
you change on your website um, to provide fresh content to, uh, you know, here's what your competitors are doing. Uh, this is something that you should probably be doing because your competitors are getting ahead of you in your search in like you're in your search rankings. Um, but you're not doing that yet. So AI is really starting to do really well knowing what is in your industry based on your content and then being able to suggest what you can do to change on your website, whether it's you're changing your title tags or updating header tag, header tags inside of your blog posts or your pages. Um, it, suggesting even there's some tools that are going through and scouring, um, images and headlines in your sites and suggesting what new alt tags or what new H1 tags you should be adding to your pages. So it's getting to the point where, um, AI went from like this big, scary, no one should use it for all their copy. No one should use it for this and that to a helpful tool yeah. that as long as you use it in moderation and with a, you have to proof it as long as you're doing those things, it's not going to be out of control. It's actually reducing time from your day, scouring every page on your website. Yeah. I think that's exactly it. People just need to look at it more of like a tool instead of doing the work for you. It's more helping mm -hmm. you do the work that needs it's like another employee. Yeah. Uh, the, it's really nice to know that if you have a thousand pages, mm -hmm. uh, it's, there are tools out there and a lot of them are actually pretty affordable. The one or two that we use are like 20 bucks, 30 bucks a month. Um, and if you think about it, if you have, even if you have one decent sized website for your company, you're going to pay more for an employee to suggest edits on your website than you would if you just bought a tool for 30, 40 bucks, 50 bucks a month. And then it's suggesting and creating tasks for you to make these edits. Um, and not only make these edits, but like, Hey, here's some suggestions for these edits, mm -hmm. take them or leave them or just edit them and replace what I suggested for you. So I guess before you've used these like tools that give you these suggestions and stuff, did you have to like kind of research? Yeah. How would you figure out what you need to change on your own website? So I think SEO and the tools that are available for SEO have kind of had this evolution of uh, changes over the last few years, by eight to 10 years, it's been changing. So it started with one of the better ones. I know my timer went black. Um, one of the, don't worry about it. One of the other ones was uh, we thought we'd have this show done in 10 minutes, but I think we're over. Uh, one of the more um, popular ones when I first started doing this was called uh, Yoast SEO. We're not affiliated. Not, no one's telling me to talk about them. But Yoast is like one of the most widely used SEO plugins for WordPress websites. Mm -hmm. um, and even like eight, 10 years ago, it was suggesting things to do on your website. Yeah but it was a lot more manual. It wasn't like some of these tools are actually embedding within your website now to help you make those changes on the fly where it'll pop, it will, once you review them and make those edits, it'll actually start to publish things for you on the fly. Um, but like, I get, like I said, again, you have to, you have to moderate what it's doing or else, you know, then it will get out of control. Right. But like I said, it started out by kind of manually downloading a list of all your title tags, all your meta descriptions, all of your um, alt tags, things like that. And then having to go through and change them one by one. Now it's getting to the point where it's identifying where the problems are and where you where your competition's going and just suggesting those routes to take. So it's just removing like some manual steps. Pretty much every time there's a new update to these tools, 
it's just like more and more tedious tasks are going away. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. So what have you used the couple tools we have here for, for AI? I know you've used it a little bit as well. Yeah. And then we'll talk about our fun Photoshop experience. True. Um, I think the main thing that I've used AI for, like you mentioned before, we use um, Jasper. Mm -hmm. I've used it to um, create, to help me create blog posts. Um, it kind of just cuts down a little bit on like the, all of the research side of it. Um, and the other side that I've used it for is social media captions. Mm. Um, but I've noticed with that, it gives me like really long captions. <laughs> so I find I usually will just take maybe a sentence or two from what it actually gives me. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's, makes it a lot easier because sometimes I'm like struggling to come up with like a caption, especially when it's in like a field that I'm not like fully comfortable in. So it definitely helps um, when you know, when you're a little bit less informed on the topic, mm -hmm. it gets you like yeah, information I've, you need to. I've used it for even getting answers. So, oh, yeah, um, yeah. you know, we have a lot of clients and we do a lot of work in different industries and I've even used AI whether it's ChatGPT or Jasper or any other tools, not necessarily to create content for a client or an industry we're not as familiar with in the beginning, but to even find out more about that industry. So yourself. yeah, like, hey, what are some top websites for this industry? Mm -hmm. uh, or give me the top pages, whatever for this. And you'll start to, rather than doing those manual searches, it's just spitting out these yeah. basically like private articles or private summaries of, mm -hmm. of, you know, what we should be doing in this industry. Yeah. Um, I did also tap into Jasper gives you an option to make like artwork and stuff. Oh yeah. It's that a little, very interesting. I can't say I loved it for the specific things I was looking for, but definitely a cool feature. And I can see in the future, they probably will continue to update that and make that better. But it doesn't do good with faces. No, no, they look like a, they're like out of a horror movie. They got like no eyes and it's a little freaky. So like pick like if you want it to look like it was painted or if you want oh, yeah. like it's very interesting. So I can see in the future those will definitely continue to get better. Yeah. But the AI Photoshop, we've had some. Fun. Now that was cool. But before we talk about that, uh, That'll be fun for the end here. What would I, what's a tip you would give to a smaller business owner or a smaller marketer for how you've used AI if they were tasked with like doing social media or writing blog posts for their small business website? Or maybe it's just a small business owner just starting out. I mean, if it's a small business, I think we've, we've mentioned it before on this podcast, content is key. Um, blog posts. I think the first thing that you should do is continue or st begin to make blog posts and, and using AI can help you with that. Usually if you're a new smaller business, you're very busy, you're doing a lot of stuff, wearing a lot of hats. So using AI, like we mentioned to help you to spend less time doing something will benefit immensely. So I would say use AI to get more content on your website, on your social media, make those blog posts and don't use and don't make excuses mm -hmm. to not make them. You have AI now you can help get your posts out in much less time. Yeah. Another thing I would do then is, um, in addition to that, 
using AI tools, not just to create content, blog posts, pages for SEO, for social media, but also to help you create outlines and ideas for doing videos. So one really easy way to use AI, not in a direct content to posting on your website format is to say, maybe you're a landscaper and you want to do a video on uh, proper lawn care maintenance uh, throughout the heat of the summer. Um, you can use these tools to say, spit out a script or a basic outline for a video. Um, and if that's something you want to get into video marketing, it's also widely helpful, immensely helpful for your SEO efforts to do video because, you know, YouTube and Google, it's the same thing. So if you're doing proper YouTube videos and you're doing proper content generation of written content, um, this is something that AI can help you generate. So it might not just be direct text to text on your website. It could be something where these tools are helping you generate outlines for videos or outlines for uh, certain ad campaigns, certain different types of advertising. Um, so it, you can get pretty creative with what you ask it. And it's like pretty amazing some of the answers it spits out as long as you're very specific. Agreed. So that goes into our final fun. We're going to have to send Joe and Cody a picture of the picture we made because Kara and I found out that actually Nancy told us about the AI mm -hmm. tool in Photoshop and you came over to my office and we got a little out of control with this tool and we added, well, uh, it was it a beach started, scene. It, no, it was a lighthouse. Oh, right. It, it was, was a lighthouse. It was a beautiful lighthouse. And then it spiraled into everything. Everything. There's a horse jumping over the mountain. There's a dolphin. There's a spaceship. Yeah, the uh, Eiffel, Tower. Eiffel Tower. There's a volcano. It looks like a real volcano, but the the flame coming out, the fire coming out of the top is like a lighter flame coming out of a volcano. So it's a little goofy, but we'll have the guys throw it in there. Yeah, we had fun with it. We actually have even done uh, a couple of fun pictures with AI just to show our clients. Oh yeah, didn't you had like an arm sleeve? Yeah, you looked like you had your yeah. your uh, biker gang uh, arm sleeve tattoo. But yeah, we do. We've done some fun stuff. Yeah. But it, it actually can be beneficial. It can. I think Nancy actually used it um, for a beneficial reason. We got like a headshot from one of our clients that was just, it was clearly like an old headshot. This person um, isn't local, so mm -hmm. they weren't able to like come in and get a new headshot from us. But the picture was just cropped really tight. And for what Nancy needed to use, um, she needed like a little bit more neck room. And she used AI to give this headshot Oh. Looked like it wasn't yeah. taken like real close <laughs> yeah, and cropped it, in. It added a little bit of hair and neck and like a new shirt for <laughs> nice. headshot. And it looked great. It really did. Sweet. Yeah. Um, you know, I think to summarize, AI can still be a little weird. Yep. Like sometimes you get some stuff back that you're like what whether it's graphics or the graphics thing's still a little weird. Yeah. Like even their best sometimes. Yeah. It like I said, it doesn't do good with faces. It doesn't do great with like living things, animals, faces, it's weird. But um, even the content generation, it can spit back some weird stuff. Mm -hmm. And like like I said, you want to make sure you're not doing um, just blindly pasting that in. You want to go, go through it, make sure it's thorough, add your links to other pages. We can go into some linking strategies later on a different show. But the gist of this is, you know, it's a, it's a great tool. You don't need to hire a copywriter. Um, I think it's getting to the point where you can trust these tools and still do your research, do a little bit of homework to make sure it's not blatantly just snagging it from another website. And then you're just copying someone else's website content. Um, you know, just 
be careful, but you can use it to your advantage. Save a ton of time. All right. So thanks for tuning in to another Lead Lamp podcast. Um, there's a, more to come. So make sure you're subscribing. Follow us on our social media pages, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook. Um, and then if you ever have any questions or need any help, you can reach out to us on leadlamps.com.